Welcome back to the Ecotech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mary Queen of Scots, Jay. Join us as my co-host, Queen Elizabeth I, Z. How are you today, Z? Fuck, man. What? I wouldn't I wouldn't execute you, Jack. I wouldn't execute you for treason or whatever. Promise. Well, you promised. I was in that tower. Didn't she also promise not to execute her for treason? I don't remember. Or was that or was maybe that was something else. Maybe that was I can't remember who made a promise to whom, and then it was broken because they didn't end up cutting her head off. Well, when they had her in that tower, I mean, she continued to, like... She wrote letters and shit, right? Yeah, that's how they got her eventually. Yeah. I don't think Elizabeth was super into it, though. I don't think so. They were cousins, cousins weren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, they were, yeah, they were first cousins, I believe. Wow. Or maybe second. Probably first. It was the English monarchy. Well, Yeah, I'm not going to be able to remember now how it all worked, but... I'm, I'm pretty sure they were very closely related. She's in... In the Cape, you know the Cape Blanchett Elizabeth movie, and then they also did a sequel. No, I don't. It's kind of fun. I feel like you don't see that often. Sequels to historical films, the historical movie. Yeah. No, I'm really waiting for that Dunkirk two. When are they? <laughs> when are Christian going to break that out? But um, in the sequel they deal with that, and Mary Queen of Scots is played by that one woman. I'm not gonna. I don't know her name, but we watched it in school, and we thought it was fun. I don't know why. I guess we were children. I thought it was. But me and my friends thought it was funny. There's this one part where she's like, "I pray for my cousin Elizabeth." <laughs> Do you think she prays for me too? That is funny. Because they say, they say it in their silly voices. Right. She's Scottish and silly. Yeah. Scottish. Oh, Eddie Redmayne is her assassin. Oh. Which is Which I think is a very sensationalized version of events. I don't think there's ever a point where a, a, an actual assassin got to Queen Elizabeth and was like ready to pull the trigger. Well, the royal assassin, you know, they, everybody's got it. Right. But in the movie, it's Ed, Eddie Redmayne and he gets there and he's got a gun. But he's then the he's gun all was, weird. It didn't Redmayne. work. The gun was like, say, it was, it was sabotaged to not work. He was like set up to, to do all this. The frame. Mary frame count it. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Check those good. guns. Pretty good though. Mm. She wears like a sick ass like, like silver armor and like riding on a white horse at the end of the battle to get him ready to, to destroy the Spanish Armada, as they do. Right, of course. you got to destroy the Spanish. What's his name, sir? Englishman or Spanish? Yeah, he's English. He's the, he's the guy who did it. We're part of it. Oh, the real Prathogen and the actor. Explo- and he's an explorer guy. You know how it goes. Yeah. Can't think of who it is. Not really versed on that part of English history. Once I leave America, I, I couldn't care less about him. <laughs> that's, that's another problem. Is he gets there, he arrives in England, he's like, I've got potatoes. <laughs> I've come from the new world. It's like, we'll give them to Ireland. <laughs> They'll love them there, I promise. <laughs> sure they won't be crazy. It. It's always crazy to think that, right? They didn't have potatoes and stuff. Or tomatoes. We didn't eat were... like so much quintessential. Yeah, exactly. So much quintessential like European cuisine couldn't have happened. But that town's never let you forget it. Oh, they're red sauce. It's Clive Owen. He's Wal- he's playing Sir Walter Raleigh. Oh. It's a, it's a pretty good movie, as I recall. 6.8 on IMDb. So. So not too? many people agree with you. Well, hey, seven out of ten. That's not terrible. It's Samantha Morton. I'm familiar with her work. You, I think you probably are. That's one of those things. She's in Minority Report. She's the she's the Minority Report. She's she's just she's the Minority Reporter. She's the one. She's, yeah, one, she's, she's the, the three. She's the one who diverges from the other two. Yeah, the Minority. Yeah. All right. I guess she is that the precog, the one who's the the girl precog one. She's in The Walking Dead. She's Alpha. She was in that. You remember we watched that Walking Dead thing? The two episodes. Yeah. And she's the one. Whereas the flashback to Alpha, like before the apocalypse, was her. She's she's like the southern woman who was like before the. No, I she's don't. in Fantastic Beasts. She's um, like what preaching about how bad witches are. She's Eddie Redmayne or not Eddie Redmayne. He's in that movie, but not him. He is. Yeah, he is. She's uh Ezra Miller's like adoptive mother. Okay, okay. I think I okay. I remember her now. Vaguely. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Anyway, 
the actual topic, or for the first one. <laughs> Self-Reliance. A new film, the first film, also by Jake Johnson. Johnson. We've had our, we talked about it last week, but it's continued a pretty significant spat of winter weather here, and it made it difficult for us, well, for me at least, I don't know about you, but to get out to see the movie. The, the, one of the main places we go to see movies was literally closed and stuff. It was crazy, so. Yeah. We ended up falling back on a couple of uh, streaming ones this week. Yeah. And yeah, the first one being Self-Reliance. It's on Hulu. It's, like you said, it's Jake Johnson's directorial debut. There are some at the beginning of the year, like the literally the first week of this year. Uh, I got a, like an email from like AMC or something where it's like, come see Self-Reliance one day only. One day only? Wow. And I was like, oh. I thought about it and I was like, nah, I, nah, I don't really care that much. Yeah, there you go. And I was glad. This is definitely a watch at home movie. Yeah, I'd say so. It's a Hulu original movie. Isn't it? It's a very Hulu original kind of movie, I would think. And uh, the premise is there's uh, Jake Johnson's a real sad, lonely guy because his girlfriend broke up with him, lives with his mom, and he's stuck in a rut. And then real life Andy Samberg um, mm-hmm. shows up and takes him to this uh, abandoned building where these Icelandic people are. And they're like, hey, Jake Johnson. What would you like to participate in this, in the most popular reality show on the dark web, where if you all you got to do is survive for 30 days while these people try to hunt you, and if you survive, you'll get a million dollars. And they might not even find you, so it might not even be a problem. And also, but we can't, we won't kill you if you're near somebody. And he's like, oh, that's my loophole. I just got to be around. I just need to be next to a person every waking moment for the next 30 days straight, and you can't assassinate me. So, we, so you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. For, for a tight ninety, yeah, pretty tight ninety. And um, Anna Kendrick's in it, and he meets her as uh someone else who's also participating in the game that he uh decides to try to team up with so they can just keep each other company and avoid it. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, I didn't think it was terrible or anything, but it also didn't really blow me away. I, I, you know what I got? I got really similar. I got shades of uh, Fool's Paradise from this. Yeah. It's a directorial debut, right, by a, you know, comedy actor. It's the f- their first time kind of writing and directing a thing. And I think in both cases, it just kind of shows a bit, right? Like, there's a certain lack of finesse finesse to it all in a, in a number of areas. Um, you know, I think there's a vaguely interesting idea here, maybe. I just don't think it really gets executed onto its false potential. Right, yeah. And there's no, like, yeah feels pretty straightforward he kind of isn't like he has a lot of trouble with it because like the first like week is nothing ha- i mean i guess there's a point he thinks nothing's gonna happen actually because the first week nothing happens he just wakes up and goes about his day and no assassins know where he is um and then eventually they start showing up and he has to like find people and all that and keep them close but yeah, there's like a, it they allude to like oh there's a twist in the game but then there is no real twist it's just like a Oh, actually, this show's like a comedy. They're all making fun of you. But they also don't do anything with that either. And it just feels like a lot of those just kind of things happen where it's like, all right, a better movie would have made this mean more. Exactly. But this is not a better movie. And like, I I don't know, something like that, which is, it, this is the thing with comedy movies, right? Is there obviously a certain heightened kind of reality and a bit ridiculous and stuff for the purpose of being funny more than anything. But I feel like it's hard to take them seriously at times i don't know mm-hmm. like i just the exact premise he's constructed here seems like it would have to necessarily be too serious otherwise it's like i mean i guess just the nature of the movie you know there's no chance he's gonna get like murdered 
Really? But then it's like, what are we even doing? I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, and his family just thinks he's crazy because it's such a an elaborate setup. It's like, oh, you're probably going crazy because like you're. I think it's just in the U.S. in particular. I feel like someone would just shoot him. Yeah. You know, like, but whatever. Yeah, and there's so like, I guess that's the thing. It's it's like you said. It's kind of a lot of things happen, and I don't think a lot of things are really set up properly, or then things that are set up properly. Aren't developed. Necessarily developed or paid off. Um, so, like, yeah, his whole family thinks they're crazy. Until the end, it's just kind of like, well, he, he wasn't. It really was real. Um, I feel like maybe, I don't know, more interesting thing would be if, like, there was more doubt internally or even for us as the audience if yeah. it was real or not. But as is, it was just kind of like, well, we know it's we're real. reasonably confident it is real the whole time, and so is he. And, I, you know, there was, some, there was a bit of comedy in, like, the increasingly ridiculous situations right mm. um and at times like the way he would deliver these right just like with complete sincerity that was pretty funny at times right um there's the one you know ultimately they have like this intervention i didn't think it was funny that scene to extent where he's like they're like is this because you broke with your girlfriend he's like no i i heard i know i actually talked with her it worked fine and it's like oh really huh okay well is it maybe about dad he's like actually no i talked to dad and now we've got two yeah he knows He's in Cleveland. Says hi to everyone, and he's sober. Oh, you you talk to dead. He's like, yeah, man. Obviously, and there's a ninja outside, the, and it's just like, and, and don't and don't turn around because it's gonna make me look worse. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I liked the we talked about. I think the funniest part is the Mario guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's pretty good. He's, that was a very funny because it, it, it's got like a weird. It gets a very sinister vibe because yeah, yeah. they like call him out, and then he like breaks the illusion. He's like, yeah. all right, I know what's up. <laughs> all right. If you slip up, I will kill you. And then there's the guy who's like oh, a cowboy who's like, seems like he's supposed to be the main hunter, but he shows up once. No, I think he's the one who's outside. You no, know, that's what I'm saying. That's the one oh. time he shows up. Well, and then he shows up again towards the end. I, I just thought, it seemed, from what he's saying, it feels like he was supposed to show up more. Well, I agree. That, that's kind of my thing, is that for the biggest kind of like middle portion of the movie, right? They don't really do anything with it. I just, yeah, I feel... What I, the vibe I got from like trailers or promotion or whatever for this was that it was going to be like more just kind of hijinks of like him on the run kind of thing. Like, oh, and there's constantly some new quirky. And the, yeah, it was going to be a bunch of weird, ultimately comedic like characters or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's a weird cowboy hunter guy in this. And we get some of this, but like, yeah, there's the one cowboy guy and then there's the end where it's haha, there's a samurai guy and a guy dressed like Sinbad and a. The sumo, sumo who guy. was hunting Gata. Who was also hunting Gata, yeah. Gata's in this. <laughs> Which is fine, There's I guess. a fun little cameo. He, just, he does pretty good for what he has to do. Uh, yeah, and then, but that's like, his his scene is good, because I think he's a good actor, but what he's meant to deliver when he's like, oh, I have information about the game, but all it is is just like, they're just all laughing at you. But that doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't develop him as a character. I thought the twist was going to be like, oh no, there is no time limit. They're just going to keep hunting you until you slip up, and then they'll just kill you because they're on the dark web, and they don't have to, like, abide by legal contracts. Right. They're literally murdering you for sport. Yeah, that's. I kind of thought that would come up. Or, like, someone, because it's like, oh, there's the rules, and it's like, why would they follow the rules, really, though? Yeah. Why like, would they have any actual reason to follow Because as soon the as rules? he gets close to someone, they back off. They're like, all mm. right. Also, why do they have to, like, like, he's like, oh, well, okay, if you're within three feet of someone, within striking range, we can hit you. It's like, why don't they just. What if they walked up and shot you with, like, an accurate gun? That's what I'm saying. Someone would just shoot him. Yeah. And and you'd get crazy dark web people. And people, yeah, whether the rules or not, you'd get someone who would just, like, ignore the rules or not care about the rules or whatever. Just hack him to pieces. Someone would just murder him. Well, whatever. I, again, it's not really, that's, you're not supposed to be thinking that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. So I part of the reason I was inspired to actually have us watch this, right? Is I watched an interview with him. Actually, it was on the 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 Mythical Kitchen channel. They have a series called. Oh, um, I saw it in an episode, but I didn't actually watch it. Called uh, Last, Last Meal. Meals. Have you seen any of this? Uh, recently he was. He was. <laughs> uh, I've been watching him. I knew vaguely of it, and now I've like seen more of. Them. I watched the Gordon Ramsay one because that seemed the most interesting to me. Yeah, I, I watched one too. Um, it's honestly, it's it's kind of in the vein of I would say like uh uh Hot Ones kind of thing, right? Where it's actually like yeah, I don't know, they put more effort into it. I feel than mm-hmm. the most of like the online interview gimmicky kind of interview. gimmicky interviews. Yeah, um, and they also also in the sense that I think they put in a decent amount of effort into the questions and the and the interview itself. I mean, they got into a lot of stuff, and it's this movie is very much personal to him, right? Um, this character is you know similar to him, and there's a lot of stuff going on there and the the stuff with his dad is based in reality and relationships and stuff and and i get that but it's just i feel like they're just kind of there in a way that's not actually very i'm sure for him it makes sense and it's like it resonates but Mm -hmm. just as a viewer and if i didn't know that especially i'd be like what is going on right yeah yeah look the scene the scene where his dad shows up i'm unclear on the purpose it's insane. Why yeah, did, why that's it, nothing in a, actual, in the actual movie. Like I was like, oh, is he in trouble? I'm like, why would they bring his father? They're, like, which again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have the contact I did have if I didn't watch that and know that his dad in real life, his dad was absent in his life for like his teenage years, and then reentered his life, and then they had they 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 kind of like fixed their relationship eventually, and all this stuff, and and the nature of that. I wouldn't know any of that though, right? Or um, the conversation he has with his ex girlfriend in this, right? Yeah, in the in that interview, he talks about how he had this um, thing for a while. I I think it was kind of like a depression thing for a while, where he would like didn't want to feel anything kind of thing. And then then that's what this that conversation gets into, right? His yeah. girlfriend's like, "Oh, well, you were following the same thing, and you you just didn't want to feel anything." And he talked about that, like he thought the objective in life was to just get to a point where you just kind of didn't have to to feel. And again, I know that because I saw that, but outside of that, I, I don't think in the movie it really works at all. No, I mean, and it's I, never followed up on. No, it works for, I mean, it works because I didn't see that interview and I thought all of that was kind of just nothing. Right. And then it's like the, Anna Kendrick's like, oh, no, he's mine now. We're into it. It's like, what? But then it's revealed, spoiler alert, that she's not playing. Which I think makes more sense then given some of the her decisions. Because um, like the ninjas warn him, like, oh, no, you're not actually safe here. And it is funny there in in that sense, right? With yeah, like they all like him. Well, and just the way that um, even even if she's not in in on it either, then he just seems even crazier, right? When he does have it, it's like oh, there's a bunch of ninjas in the room, and if you assume that like she's aware of at least some of this, then it kind of is funny, but or it makes sense. But then <laughs> she was just going along with it. I think her character is honestly kind of doesn't make a lot of sense then in that context. Yeah. Um, she spent I, so like it's been like. Almost the rest of the time together, like ten whole days or something. They spend like almost two weeks before, you know, they they meet up with Gata and like they ha- they. She's like, "Oh, actually, this is real." It's like, "What? What were you doing? You were just like, I'm gonna stick with this guy. Like, you were that far off the deep end." That's my thing. Is that like, listen, I don't want. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm certainly no expert in uh what <laughs> the dating world is like for for women or whatever, but. It seems crazy to me that this movie is positing that, like, very obviously attractive Anna Kendrick was having such a hard time. And I know that's not everything or whatever, but still, I, it seems like quite the the long bow to draw. 
right? To be like, well, yeah, the character, this makes perfect sense. She was so desperate to find anyone to talk to or hang out with or date that she was willing to go wrong with what she would have to assume is a deranged man. Deranged lunatic. Like, a guy who's hanging out with a homeless man. And she's like, oh, I thought it was just role play. Like, what? who would ever think that? What are you, what are you talking you about? You can't leave, you can't go three feet away from him or someone will shoot him? And again, why would, even if she did believe that, honestly, and, and thought that it was like, a relatively normal, benign thing to do, a bizarre, elaborate, dating role play like that. Even if you thought that was a real, th- why would you? Why would you go through that? She can't. She can't find anyone to talk to who doesn't need all of that as well. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I don't understand how after the, a guy dressed as Mario, like very clearly threatened them, showed up and was like, "I'm gonna get you." She wasn't like, "Nope, this is still still pretty fake." And they went on for another couple days. It's like what? How old are they supposed to be? I think Jake John's supposed to be like in his thirties. Because you said they were go- his him and his fiance were together from when they were like fifteen for twenty three years. So I think he's like whatever that number that is. That age. Thirty okay. eight, give or take. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like she lives at home and doesn't have a job either. She she with just like next little thing on Etsy, I guess. She right, I guess that. is that her job? I don't know. It just all seems so like and then she disappears from the movie and then doesn't reappear and that's it. Then at the end, she's like, I'm going to go to her house and talk to her. Right, which I get. I mean, I guess that's not really a big criticism of mine. But still, I, yeah. Ultimately, it just feels like, again, I think the same thing to... I, I don't know. That I, just, I feel really similar mm-hmm. vibes to that. And that it's, again, it's a directorial debut. It's a guy who I, I respect on some level, right? And I think is funny, certainly as an actor. But it's just like, they clearly, for one reason or another, can't get this part. And I mean, again, it's a debut, right? That's that's I think that's to be expected to a certain extent. But. Mm-hmm. I just feel a lot of the same ways of like, I don't think this ultimately worked out to be anything. Yeah. It's missing something or there's, the, I don't know, the editing or just, I mean, I probably just the plot itself, the story, the script wasn't really there. Could have used a Passover maybe by yeah, a little retooling, maybe a little more time, screen time of just other things, more development of mm-hmm. anything. Okay. My big thing, I guess, is like, why... Why does Anna Kendrick like him so much, I guess? Yeah, what is he? He's just been, like, crazy and deranged the whole time from her perspective. Again, even if she really thinks that, like, oh, he's just doing a bit, basically, this is just a fun role play, why would you feel the need to do that? Because you could also find someone who's probably nice and cool and all and didn't need to do that and be weird about it. But, yeah. I mean, I guess they were just having a good time for most of it, so you look past it kind of thing. I, did she think that the girlfriend thing was part of it, or what, what's, what's going on? Um, her poor mom has to go along with it. Yeah. So the mom knew that it wasn't real, I yeah. guess. What the fuck? What? So, so she was there. That's doubly. She's playing two things. Like, exactly. Yeah. And I, why was why did why did James suddenly feel like he was in on it? Or Walter, the homeless man? He just yeah. suddenly is like, you got to keep your head in the game. You're about to win. And then they remove him. And it's like, was he? Is he an assassin? Is he part of this? Maybe they knew they were gonna. Maybe he like they told him they were gonna grab him. So he's like, all right, before I go, I gotta. Yeah. I guess he's fun. He was cool. Walter was, but. Yeah, I don't know. Even his sisters, like, they're just kind of there to make fun of him for in a, in a couple of key scenes. and then His mom kicks him out of the house because he had a homeless man. <laughs> I don't know. So does he get the money or not? I thought the joke was going to be that the... So is he? did he get a million dollars and it's just, he has to trans... You know, I think to, he gets uh, like... He gets a million dollars, $4,000 at a time over however long that is. And then it's in Icelandic or Green... Greenland. Well, I think it's just Danish. I think it's funnier to say Iceland or whatever. Yeah, I think Danish. they just said it's Danish kroners. Oh, it's just Danish kroners. So I think they just, just convert it from Danish every time. But it is 
the equivalent of four, it's not four thousand Danish kroners. Right? It's four thousand. I think it's four thousand American dollars. Just an equivalent. Yeah. Why is that? I thought the joke was going to be because there's one there. That's one of those ones that's way off. I believe. Yeah. Where they get like a million Danish yeah, kroner, like I, like, and he gets yeah. like eight bucks. Yeah. Let's see. Danish economy. It's six point eight four. So it's not. It's not like ruples or something where it's like a factor of a thousand or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. But that's still a lot. So yeah. See, I can't do that math in my head, so we're just going to say one million Danish. Yeah, that's only $146,000. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but I thought that was going to be the joke, is that he got, you know, basically a tenth as much as he thought. For but it seems like, no. It, like he, it just has to go through the trouble of converting, converting it for some reason. And based on the economy, it could be better or worse. Hey, yeah, depending on the day. And, he, and it's also a, a better deal, because he gets it in increments, so he can't just, like, blow it all at once. That's good, yeah. That's, that's, you want to take that. Yeah. You never want to take the lump sum, Jack. Unless, unless the lottery's big enough, because apparently I've heard... It'll be just worth less if you take the lump sum because it'll take so long. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, what you say? I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that taking the I've heard that taking like the mm-hmm. whatever out because of inflation, it'll make it much. It'll make it just worth less by the time you yeah, get it. By all. the time you get to it, so it actually would measure out to be about the same, all things considered. But that's only if it's a certain amount. You're saying? I assume because I assume if it's like ten million dollars or whatever. Well, because don't isn't the thing that they take more in taxes that way too. I think so, yeah. So you would have to be a particular kind of. You'd have to do the math, obviously. Yeah, if, I think I think if it's like one of the billion dollar ones, because it's so much, it would take so long for you to get it. And if you have a billion dollars in the bank, it's making so much money. Yeah, just by itself, because of interest and all that. Yeah, even just on like a base, basic one percent. Yeah, one percent interest rate. That's going gangbusters. So yeah, well, so yeah. I mean, I haven't actually scored it yet. What do you think? I give it. Uh, three stars. Yeah, three's probably fine. I don't even know if I would actually want to give it a three. The thing, I guess the biggest crime to me of it all is that it wasn't as funny as I was hoping either. So, what have we really done then, right? Yeah. I could, if it was actually like a report, because again, it's a comedy, right? So, there's a lot of, I can forgive maybe some of the logical leaps and stuff and, and some of the ham-fisted, uh... Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery, and just also like, you know, most comedies have like the, like, oh, we gotta do the message part, we gotta do like the faux emotional scene basically mm-hmm. um i could forgive all that if it was actually quite funny but i just didn't feel that either again i don't want to for the same same reason i didn't really want to be too mean about fool's paradise is like I, again i i see that it's like a personal project for him and i hope he does well and all and he seems like a good enough guy yeah he's good in spider-verse you know i don't know he is good in spider-verse but um let's say stick to spider-verse <laughs> I th- although i think he said in that that he doesn't really intend to do anything else just a quick one and done. It's like, yeah, this is a th- thing from his heart kind of thing, and that's that's all he's got in him. Again, I, it feels like it really honestly does feel so similar to that. Like, was it also butchered in the edit? Like, is is there is there a lot we're missing? Feels like there like is. Like with Fool's Paradise. Again, the dad thing is probably the the worst one, even oh. worse than the girlfriend scene. It's just like this is it's nothing seen. Yeah, it's just why is Christopher Lloyd his dad? I thought it was going to be Christopher Lloyd was Christopher Lloyd again. When yeah. he got in the car, I was like, hey, he's going to be like, are you Christopher Lloyd? And like, that was going to be the joke again. But no, that's just his dad. You know, Andy Samberg was just regular old Andy Samberg. And he doesn't really, and the whole thing is like, I can't do this right now. I can't really address this. Or, and he doesn't. And then he never does. There's that big, he yells a bit in the empty room and the game's over. I, no, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't either. Maybe we're too dumb. I, we can't be too dumb for self-reliance. I don't think so. I'd say most movies we're too dumb for, and I'll freely admit that, but not this one. All right. God help us. All right. Well, I could tech out of that into what do I do? 
I'll do uh, Percy Jackson. All right. I'll do Percy Jackson and the Olympians, episode six. I take a zebra to Vegas, or we take a zebra to Vegas or something. Should be what it's called, yeah. Something to that effect. And they do just that. We get to Vegas. Uh, Rover talks to the animals a bit and gives them their old satyr's blessing and sets them loose. Dude, I busted out my copy because I wanted to see the difference. Because I was like, I There's a lot of differences, if I remember. A good bit. Dude, I had aspirations once of like, I should read all these again. I don't think I can. Oh, no way. I, I can't. I don't know why I thought I could. I was on a family trip in like 2018, and yeah. my mom had like the first Magnus Chase book. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it's recorded. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then I was listening to it, and I was like, ice is unbearable. Yeah. How did I ever like this shit? Well, you were a child. Oh, well, that's what I, well, yeah, exactly. It's like, man, yeah, I wasn't even out of high school yet, and I'm like, this, even at 17, I'm like, I'm too old for this. That's, yeah. And me, a man grown? <laughs> yeah. Five I years just, out from I there? I just don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't need to read Mark of Athena. For, I can leave Mark of Athena where I left it. I don't need to pick that book up ever again. Is that where you've ended? No, I, th- I, just, I always thought of the one that I probably read the most of oh, yeah. those. Or, oh, maybe, yeah, I think I read Mark of Athena the most. I never read any of those more than once, I don't think. Or maybe I read Heroes of, or the first one, what was that? The Lost Hero. Maybe I read that a couple times because, you know. And Son of Neptune. I read those kind of, too, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, man, it's so it's just really over overly simplistic. I mean, it makes sense, right? They're they're short books ultimately compared to what we read nowadays yeah, and stuff. You could fit a fucking billion of them in a stormlight. <laughs> I think you'd literally fit like how long is five? it? Five. I looked. It was like eighty. Oh. But also, the Lightning Thief is one of the longest ones. Oh, wow. I think the Titan's Curse is the shortest. It's only like sixty-two something. Wow. Which even then is longer than I thought. Because I was fully. I was like, is this shorter than like one of the Stormlight novellas? It almost wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> But no, it's a little bit longer. Page yeah, Dancer rivaled fucking Sea Monsters. This chapter, maybe maybe some of them are better or worse, but I read that chapter in because I was like, I want to see the differences. It was, it the way it read was just insane. And again, I guess that's how it, it has to be simplistic to a certain degree. And it's, it is a middle grade book, nothing against the guy. But it's so much just like this event happens and this event happens and this event happens. There's not even any dialogue really. Like no one's talking. They just like, and I think it's a, a really much better change for the, the, show here is that they just like walk in and the guy hands them these cards and is like it's cool man you're good they just don't question at all they just walk yeah. up to their rooms they get like the super penthouse suite yeah they li- literally do not question at all as in like none of them say anything all it says is and then we went up to our rooms and then we did this and then we did it, and then we went to play games and then we and it's just like whoa okay so in the in the show here they get to uh well they get there they get there and the difference is that instead of in the book they just wander into it They've been forewarned. They've been they've been told they have to find Hermes here for a specific reason, which all, all of which I think works better. Yeah. Um, obviously, the idea is like you're supposed to get lost here and kind of thing, right? And wander in and never escape, which makes sense. But I think ultimately for, for the, the show, purpose, yeah, for the purposes of the story, it, it makes more sense if it's not just a an, an additional little quirky thing that happens, right? And they and they immediately figure out half of the hotel, I which I also really appreciated. Um, Cause, cause, yeah, again, compared to the book where they just bumble into it and just have no... They do the slow reveal, which I remember, I fondly remembered when I thought back while watching, I was like, oh yeah, I remember in the movie, there's like, and in the book, he's playing video, very specifically the scene where he's playing video games, and there's that kid from like, the guy from like the 70s, who's been there for, since 70s, he's like, oh, this game, oh, but, uh. He's playing the French Connection pinball. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember, I'm like, oh, that's nice, but it's like, that's, that's, that's too long of a build up for... Eight ep- for the sixth of eight episodes. Like we gotta get to. We haven't got to fucking the underworld yet. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it makes a lot more sense that they should be somewhat aware of it. Yeah, 
and obviously part of it is that like Percy is like the like knows all the stories. Well, that's a, well, it's weird because on one hand he knows all the stories, on the other hand he's also kind of the audience surrogate in that he's new to this whole world, right? But yeah, it should makes if if they're all aware that this shit's all real, right? Mm. These myths to them represent real events, and it's all true stuff. They should be they shouldn't get caught unaware by this shit every time. Right, but they always are. And they always are. So the waterbed thing. Yeah, I think it makes more sense for them to be like lotuses, mm, just like in that story. Maybe this is exactly that, and they guess it pretty much right away, which makes a lot more sense to me than we're just gonna stumble in and then just play a bunch of games Eat without a, a second thought. The fact like I couldn't believe reading that. I was like, Annabeth doesn't say anything. Again, she literally says nothing. She's just like, okay, dum de dum, okay, I'll get this, and then I'll, I'll go play my. She like plays Sim City because it's a it's a cerebral game. <laughs> She's having a lot of fun with that. And I'm like, that's really this is it. This is all we got. Who knew that? Who knew that Rick Riordan would predict the uh, stereotype of girls liking The Sims? <laughs> I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, again, nothing. They just don't even question it. Percy says like one thing, and he's like, ha, ah, man, you're funny. No, this is free, man. Ha, ah, see you. And then they just go, and then they just partake. Or take for days. I don't know, silly. Yeah, and then in the, in the book it ends up being like three whole days. Um, so I think all of that much better in the in the show here. Mm-hmm. The fact that they they go in cautiously, they're like, okay, we'll we'll split up, but only the two of us kind of thing. And uh, they get going. So they got to find Hermes. Um, chat to him because of his car, and they do. And he's Lin Manuel Miranda, as we knew. No, what a guy hoodie. he is. Yeah, he's he's just in a hoodie, just hanging out. Uh. It's a fun, like, oh, you know, we were here. And he's like, oh, my God, I knew you were coming. <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of our thing. We kind of know where you are. Big part of it. Yeah, where I'm, I transcend time and space. That's why I deliver the mail. Like, I, I have, of everyone is going to know what's going on, who's going where. Like that. Uh, we get a little bit in the, well, at first we also get Kronos? I don't know who the dream guy's meant to be. That's supposed to be Hades, too? He thinks it's Hades. He did, but is it? I suspect it, we will get to Whenever we get the Hades reveal, it won't. It be. won't be this guy, and it'll be like, wait, what? What? Because he's Hades talking. It's Kronos talking to Luke. Luke, yeah. I mean. yeah. Uh, and then they also see Luke before they get to the Vegas. The Vegas, Vegas, and he's like, oh, we knew it was sort of mad, but it was probably Clarice. And he's like, yeah, Clarice stole it. Very good. Anyway, camp's gonna go to war. Camp's of war isn't that fun. Anyway, see you guys later. <laughs> um, and we get the Luke backstory of like his. Mom is a seer, and she was killed by monsters or whatever, right? Uh, I thought she was driven crazy because she could see the future. I don't remember. We don't get to that till the you know last book. I don't think. Ooh, oops! I think that's all the way into Last Olympian, right? Is it? I was thinking about reading the very end of the Last Olympian just because I like the scene where I remember liking the scene where um Percy tells off all the gods and makes them do be like, "Hey, accept your kids. I'm out of here. I don't want to be immortal. Fuck you." And he goes home because he's fifteen. He's fifteen at the end of that book series. Yeah, it's true. Uh, to see Hermes. So yeah, I see her, and then we get the backstory of Luke's tragic thing, and that's why Luke doesn't really like his dad. And his dad's um, like, I'm. I really want this kid to like me in particular. It is high. It is bold of the the gods to be talking such a big game about how like parenthood. You're not parents es- to them at all. Especially, <laughs> I mean, I can understand like the, the you know Zeusite and Hades because they like aren't supposed to have that many. Yeah. So they're like, well, we have one in this age, and we're gonna I'm gonna focus on Percy because he's the only one I have. But like. Looks like one of like fifteen Hermes kids who live in that cabin. Besides all the ones who are unclaimed, mm-hmm. why does he care about what about the other kids? He really, really feel like a real schmuck. He's like, oh, Luke, but and Barry's like, but what about me? Dad? He's like, I don't. Your mom's fine. She can't see anything. It is weird. Like I guess it's a thing you don't really think about or appreciate properly because you're a child. 
you don't really think through the, the full implications of it, but it's like, you yeah. You can't comprehend. Hermes really be getting around, huh? Like, they all are just really, like, just fucking if they were a human being, you'd be like, guy, yeah, you gotta... And there's two of them. It and in the next, in Heroes of Olympus, we found there's they have like dual personalities. Yeah, they have so they're doing double duty. Aspects. The weird thing is that the the technically the lore is that they're not really Greek or Roman or anything. They're just primordial, kind of primordial, and they just kind of mold or whatever. But then why is it that during? Because it's like oh, they're not really Greek. They just move with the power, flow of, the power of Western civilization. That's why they're here. Except they're all still Greek. They're just in. America. Don't think about it too hard, I guess. Don't think about it. Were they with the Pope at one time? Did they do the Crusades? <laughs> Who can say? Were any of them in Han China? Maybe. Maybe they hung out in Han China for a bit. Who knows? But why weren't they also in Rome? There's a lot of... Who Don't gets more power? But... I, so it's like... Yeah. If, they, if that was a real person... Without you getting in any... Yeah. You, you'd you be like, you gotta rein it in, buddy. You can't yeah. have 17 families. What are you doing? What's his face? And not raise any of them. Like, geez. What's that guy... Um, oh, he has a bunch of kids. I don't know. You're needing to be a little more. He's uh, he sometimes on America's Got Talent. He's not, not one of the, not like one of the four hosts, but he like gets Nick Cannon. Oh yeah, he does have a bunch of kids. He's yeah. like 16 kids or something. That's true. See, yeah, we he's right. Like he's it in, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. And he's just a dude. So he's but a man. I think people are usually yeah pretty critical of that aspect of his life. So <laughs> be like that. It would be weird. But again, as a kid, you don't think about like man. He's really got a bunch of. You'd be like maybe I'm Harry's kid. One night stands, huh? Yeah. Or the implications of that of just these, all the gods are man whores. But I mean, we, you know, I mean, you know that if you actually read that, that's the thing. If you actually do read the myths, it's pretty consistent. Yeah, they just love doing it. They really get around. They're usually animals at this time as well. So I love know. being animals. So yeah, I, I just mean when he's like that. Sometimes being a being a parent is is letting your kids. You got to know that you can't control everything. And it's like Hermes, you don't control anything. Have you like you've met him once or whatever? What do you yeah. say? You're not like man. Sometimes listen, I I wasn't around all the time. I missed work. You know, I had work. I, I missed the baseball. I missed the baseball game. games every now and then. What can I say? It's like no, you didn't. You live on Olympus. You played no role in raising your children at all. You what were having sex wrong? all the time. Luke has like four half brothers who are his age or younger. Like, what are you talking about, you maniac? But oh, I tried. Your dad, you know, Percy. Your dad told me that's the hard thing about parenting. Percy's absent father. Oh wow, yeah, great advice. Exactly. That's that's that's. I think the exact thing I was thinking of when he's like, "Yeah, your dad told me sometimes you gotta, you just can't." And it's like, "Yeah, my dad who never did anything for me, my piece of shit father who I hate." <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Great. At least I'm I'm glad they're consistent about the theme that. The gods, they do all kind of suck. Because of course they do. They're the worst mm-hmm. people around. Why would <laughs> they're like they're primordial <laughs> they're the worst monsters? Guy around. Yeah, he, and and Hermes is the trickster one. He's the shittiest one. That's kind true. in some ways, in he's some like ways, yeah. He's kind of playing pranks, but I I feel like he's less sympathetic than he was in the in the show, right? Or in the books, I mean. I don't. Remember. I, I think remember. Hermes is really one of the good ones that they get along with. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, when does he is... appear in the books? I can't remember. Um, so I never can keep it all straight when they meet them all. Because obviously. He, I thought I really did think they met in the first. Oh no, we looked it up last week, didn't we? Yeah, they don't meet in the first one. He's not in the Lightning I'll Thief. I'll bring it up here, but I was I was guessing Titan's Curse. It feels like he'd be in that one. They bring up um, he gives them like memories. He's a god thing. He has a little god power. Gives her Percy memory of him in a car, but that didn't. I hope that. I mean, I assume they're gonna call back to that next episode. Yeah, or by the end here, right? they better. So that was a time he supposedly, I guess, did meet his dad. Right, that's the implication of that. I think so, or yeah. That's what he says, isn't it? I think I think it's like hurting like a parent. So I think it's his mom. 
I think that's the idea. Because he's in a car at a school. So that's what I got from it. Right, but I think his dad was involved. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. He just didn't know it. As in, like, yeah, Hermes is based... The, the thing, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, oh, we can't really... We don't have a choice but to not be involved. Mm-hmm. We're too busy fucking all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? So, I, like, it would be, be... Basically, the point he's trying to make is, like, oh, it would be worse for you if we were involved. I swear, AC, don't you remember? And it's... So it's something illustrating that point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Annabeth isn't interested. She's on in rougher uh, terms with her mom than usual. Yeah. <laughs> At least in the in the other in the books, I feel like they usually get along better than this. But she did that whole thing annoyed her a couple weeks ago. So that'll do. But Hermes basically just is like, no. <laughs> this, yeah. This whole question there proves to be uh, fruitless, somewhat fruitless. And then Grover the whole time meets a different satyr guy and forgets he's, he's starting to buy into it. Mm, yeah. Um, and because as they find out, it's not just eating the flowers in this; it's in the it's in the air, it's just in the air. Which makes sense. Who runs this place? Why is Hermes cool with it? Why is he just like, yeah, yeah guys, come on in? That's yeah. I remember talking about that last week. It's like it's really the gods there, I and he like, never they don't address it really in any meaningful like, way. They don't because the whole point is that it's outside of them. That's why a certain character hides certain other things in that place, so we can go back and get them later. I thought for sure we'd get like a. Oh no, you don't want though. I'm going to say I thought maybe we'd get like a reference or an Easter egg within that. For, but the reason you can't do this is because you have to then actually cast two people. And so inevitably, you either have to like really go through the effort of actually casting them. Or just not do it. Or just be like, and they were there the whole time. Exactly. Because otherwise, or you what? You just get some two rando Italians and put them in there and then, you know, inevitably recast them. Who? Why? Why? Right? So you just don't. A lot of rigmarole. Yeah, you just don't bother. I know. I see a lot of people online being like, cool, here. Actually, you can hear him here. Who, oh, did you really? Did people were I like, thought people were making jokes about like yeah, that's what most me like watching the whole time that you know you can't. I saw some clip where someone was like, "At this time, Cody's there." And I was like, <laughs> "It has to be a meme." But yeah, it probably was. Cause like, no way. I don't think Nico D'Angelo appeared in this episode. Also, oh. he'd be like nine or something. Oh no, I guess because no. he's the same age he always was. Yeah, yeah so, so he's like twelve, something like that. I'm sure Bianca's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I have to wait not, till. I don't know. Season three, maybe. Well, that's the thing. It's a. It's not even like, oh, maybe we could get them in advance for next season. No, that's a season three. That's yeah. just, there's no. And that's well into season three before we get that. Well, no, they're right in the beginning. I meant that reveal. Yeah, but so the two of them. I'm just saying you would need to, again, you would need to cast them, and that's what makes it just impractical to do yeah. so. Because we're eight years out from season three, even maybe coming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly the way they make TV nowadays. That'll come out in like twenty thirty two forty five when he fights Kronos in the last book. <laughs> when, he's meant to, when he right now is the current is the age that Percy is at the end of the last Olympian. The guy who plays Percy is he real? Yeah, he's fifteen when he's actually when he's Percy's twelve at this point. We can stretch that though. We were talking yeah. earlier about how that's kind of silly to begin with. So I wouldn't mind if he was if they changed it said he's supposed to be eighteen and even then he's an eighteen year old who's being portrayed by like a twenty three year old if it comes to yeah. that it, I mean it will if it's all when problem, but yeah when it comes to that <laughs> that is I think that's all close enough right for yeah. for you know hand, hand what is it horseshoes and hand grenades you know oh yeah um so the Annabeth steals uh, his keys Hermes' his keys so they just steal his car so they steal his taxi cab and then he leaves him a note going yeah I know you stole my my car keys. Yeah. Like, well, I guess the god of thieves was when his pockets picked. Yeah, he's a god, Annabeth. So he, I guess he was on their side the whole time, actually, anyways. He just couldn't directly be involved. Which maybe makes sense. Um, he says that the the Olympians are taking sides, right? They're, yeah. they're drawn, drawn battle lines. 
Um, and then because they, they get laid over in the hotel there, they, uh, they, he misses his appointment with his dad, basically. Yeah. Foiled again. Foiled again. This time his dad, his dad, what? He said he waited. That's what they said, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he, he swore he really was excited. as long as I could. The primordial being couldn't. Swear we were—he was really excited to hang out with you this time, but you oh, were, he was ready. Just, he was willing of his admit, I promise. But you just missed this him. time for realsies. He was going to be there and hang out with you, and they was—they were going to have a—you were going to have a catch, but <laughs> you weren't there on time. Yeah, so it's on you, boy. <laughs> it's your fault. So he meets one of the water fairy things again, whatever they're called. Nymph, water nymphs. Are they are they just water nymphs? I thought maybe they had a different name. I couldn't remember. I can't. Remember. Well, I think that's the easiest thing. If we as long, if, even if we can't remember. Yeah. And uh, tells him what's what, and she just gives him those pearly things. But I think in the book, doesn't he get those when he goes into the casino? No, I was gonna say, doesn't he get those when he jumps off into the? Uh, the I arch? think he, I think he does. They just give them to him then. And in the in the bit movie, of a, bit of a they bit of pick him up. Deus Ex Machina thing, eh? Oh yeah. I'm just like I'm just gonna hand you this thing that's gonna be important. But aren't there only supposed to be three? Yeah, I thought so too. Because that's the whole point of the so end yes, of that's what I thought too. Okay, so So we're not crazy. I don't think so. Or, or we're both equal, crazy together, I guess. But oh. I thought the same thing. I was like I thought the whole point was that it ended up being like a sacrifice or a or a, or a difficult decision to make for some reason. But yeah. Just here's one here's enough for you and your mom. Is he gonna clumsily drop it was one a bit of the drama at some point? It? Yeah, right. Oh, I dropped one. I threw it into the lava. Oops. I mean, it's not like anyone gets left behind anyways. Oh, no, it does. Doesn't he? He does have to leave his mom behind. She, They get her back by different means. So maybe that'll still happen anyways. But in which case, why'd you give him four? Well, I guess maybe because then you can do the, like... They're trying to get out, but then something Yeah, happens. like you can have a lift it up to... Tear it down. Tear it down kind of thing. So maybe that's it. Actually, that, that, listen, we've, I've talked myself back around to it. I guess <laughs> actually, that, it's great. I love it. I guess that does create interesting drama. God, I hate this. This is awful. Actually, it's not that bad. Actually, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Stupendous. Because he's not going into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to make the sacrifice play to get my mom or whatever. He's going into it being like, woo, I get to have my mom. And then it's like, oh, no, I can't get my mom. Oh. The sacrifice play. Oh, no. I got to fight Ares. So there you go. Continues to be pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, Again, it's it's. Pretty, I say it pretty, pretty much every week, but it's like, man, if you let the guy work on it, it turns out they do some. And again, I like how that it's like, it's changed, but I really do feel like they've almost all been for the better, and also relatively minor for that matter too. Yeah. Right? The broad strokes are still there. They're still very much there. Take mm-hmm. notes, Hollywood. Take some good lessons for once in your lives. Mm-hmm. They never do. Maybe if you if if no if this is right if the you know. Person whose work you're adapting is is interested and you know willing to be involved in the adaptation. Maybe just do that. Maybe just let them. Maybe don't try to like steamroll everyone. And you know, maybe Spider Man can't be in Madam Web. Maybe you think about that one. Apparently, they eventually did. Hey, at least they eventually did. Imagine the shit show if they hadn't realized. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty sick, actually. You trying to tell me if Andrew Garfield wasn't was in that movie, you wouldn't be more excited for it? Who are you kidding? Probably not. Probably not how. If Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and or Tom Holland Spider-Man was in that movie, you wouldn't be more excited for it. One of my big things for the whole Sony universe that they're creating is like, what is this? It's just a bunch of weird supporting Spider-Man characters without a goddamn Spider-Man. What are we doing? Well, I think because it'd be too convoluted. Who cares? I do. Just put Spider-Man in these goddamn movies. Again, you need... 
We're gonna get like four Venom movies, and there's still gonna be no Spider-Man. I be for- any of it. I always, for- I keep forgetting that Venom three's coming out this year, and then I keep being reminded, and I go through the tragedy all over again. I meant to do a joke. I meant to do, uh, a ju- I meant to do it last week, and then I meant to do it this week. I forgot. Well, good thing you remembered you forgot. I'll do it now. You ready? Okay. Hey, Jack, oh, the next topic you want to talk about uh, El Muerto, the movie we all saw, right, Jack? The new, the, the the you know the newest entry to the the Sony <laughs> Spider-Man universe, El Muerto, starring Bad Bunny, dropped <laughs> January fourteenth of twenty twenty-four. Oh, wait, what? Oh, you're telling? Me- oh no, I've just I've just been informed. <laughs> El Muerto didn't come out on January 14th, 2024? Bad Bunny left the project. Bad Bunny left the project? Oh, calamity, Jack. It was never going to be good? Oh, Jack, no. <laughs> the world of men will fall. all come to darkness. My kingdom to ruin, you say? That was going to be the joke, though. That's a good one. I was going to pretend we were going we to... But no, of course not. Of course, El Muerto did not come out in January I had, 2024. I saw several people who I knew on yeah. Instagram be like... Yes, Bad Bunny. I was like, what? Like when it when it was when it was announced, and I was like, he's not an actor. (laughs) Not everyone has to be an actor. That's what I think. He can be a great. I've never listened to music. He does very well for himself. I've heard. I've heard he's quite good. And God bless him. I say, we've forgotten that truth, Jack. That not everyone has to be an actor. And not every actor has to be. There it is, baby. (laughs) Woo, El Muerto, January twelfth, twenty twenty four, baby. People watch. People watch Bullet Train where Bad Bunny says no lines of dialogue, and we're like, this guy's got to be El Muerto. <laughs> like, what? No Spider-Man. Well, I think Muerto. he probably realized that, too, maybe. So he's like, why am I doing this? They're like, all right, here's the script. They're like, I got to say all these lines? Yeah. He's like, oh, no. And it wasn't going to be a solo thing. We're going to get an acting teacher for Alan Einrich. <laughs> Didn't happen this time. Some things you can't teach. But anyway. So we got what? Two more? Uh, yeah, two more episodes. What a fun time this is. Again, I hope they really can maybe like make these in a timely manner, get some cracked out before they all are 30 and shrivel up and die. Finish it up and, and uh, you know, decent eight episodes. I don't know. I guess this is going to over this. This this might take the place of, of you know, Willow. <laughs> oh, yeah. A nice fan family friendly fantasy offering on Disney Plus. That probably means they're just going to cancel it in a week, too. And, dis- like, and erase, and it, erase from it from the existence. <laughs> Burn it. They're, 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 I've heard they're in the process of hunting down everyone who's ever watched it. and <laughs> Killing them. Just lo- well, no, lobotomizing. They're, 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 they're Men in black they're, wiping their memories. Yeah, they're, mer- they're merciful, Jack. They'll just find the memories and st- take them from you. They'll do a once um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. But then I'll, I'll, I'll remember... <gasps> Willow, anyways, because you can't actually. They didn't yeah. know what I was but a Willow, it's always there. I'll always come back to you, Willow. Are you looking up? <laughs> uh, insult to injury. They the keep left, the movie on here. They left the film. Those bastards. Russia's wild tiger. Those. I can't believe that's actually very funny to me. That the. <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't be, but it's just they kind of added the movie onto Disney Plus. I think. Oh no, maybe they, maybe it's been on here the whole time. That might be editorializing that a bit, but goddamn man. <laughs> Why would you guys do that? I hate it. I hate it here. Return I hate it. Return to everything. Oz is a Disney film? I, was untru- I did not know that. I don't know that either. I heard this one's super scary and like really weird. The book or the movie? Uh, well, this isn't a. Return to Oz isn't a book. You sure? Um, I'm 100. Isn't there like a million of them? No, there's 14, and none of them are returned. None to of them are returned. <laughs> no. The one you're thinking of is The Marvelous Land of Oz, which is the sequel. Okay. And has similar characters. It's got Jack Pumpkinhead. The Wizard of Oz is fascinating to me because of like. Well, I guess it'd be, it's just gonna because it's old as shit, right? It's got hundred like, years old. It's got to be um, 
public domain by now, right? It is, it was 100%. That's why there's so many, like, there's this, and I didn't, I've never heard of Return of Oz, really, until just this moment, but <laughs> there's, like, um... There's a Dorothy Must Die series. Oh, okay. I only read the first book of that, and I didn't know there were more, and I just discovered them. I don't know if I'm too old for them now. I was gonna say, like, stuff like Wicked. Oh, yeah. Or, like, um, the James Franco one. Oz is great and powerful. And how they kind of create like conflicting timelines, <laughs> timelines and story, and it's not like what is what is what is this? What is any yeah. of this? Right? And then what's the one that there's a recent one, wasn't there? Like an Oz movie? I thought so. Am I crazy? Might be. There's another thing somewhat recently. I remember I read a, a big like biograph, not a biography, but just a biographical article about L. Frank Baum, and uh, basically just said like, yeah, he tried to not write Oz stuff, but it never sold, so we. And he always ran on money, so one way or another, he went back to his table and wrote another one. It's like Sherlock uh, Holmes. Yeah. After Kernan Doyle. It's like, please. They're like, no, we just want Sherlock Holmes. Like, no. But he's he's dead. I killed him. Bring him back. Bring him fucking back. He like, they're, they're, the sixth Oz book, the whole plot of it, at the end, like Oz disappears and like becomes invisible. And the end of the book, it's he goes, oops, no more Oz stories. We can't see Oz anymore. We'll never go back. Sorry, guys. And then they were like, please, we'll give you money. He's like, well, I have no money, so I'll take it. This says he meets um, Hermes at the beginning of Sea of Monsters. Does he? When he's not supposed to go on the quest. It's not really, remember? It's not how oh, to his quest. And then right. Hermes gives him a th- the wind and a thermos. Right, yeah. And then he flies off. Why doesn't he go on that quest? I can't remember. It's it's not his. Oh, right. He just wants to go because he's a dick. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's being a little dick. Well, I'm the main he's, character, I think, guys. I'm the main like, character. No, man, it's not your. Well, he no, that's that's not fair. He wants to go because he wants to save Grover. All oh, right, Grover's captured by this. Point. It's a selfless enough reason. Yeah, he takes. Does he take Tyson with him, or Tyson already on the quest? Oh, good question. Because Tyson's there at that point. I don't know if he comes. I think he stays at camp. No, he just hangs out with the horses and freaks everybody out. I think so. Do I really? I well, gotta don't read him again. Yeah, no, probably won't though. That's the thing. <laughs> That's just the thing. I That's just the thing. Why am I thinking there's a an additional Oz movie of some kind? I don't know. You wish there to be in your heart. I don't know what it was I was looking for exactly, but even this still looks creepy. That scarecrow looks monstrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just horrible. All right. <laughs> yeah, we guys <laughs> looking for Oz stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I could take out of that into what I do next. Halo. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the some of the Halo. So there's a there's an uh, the actual season two trailer, and then there was also a different like spot thing. I don't even know what you'd call it, but it had a lot of it was pretty much entirely new footage. Uh, so that's on there. Um, we got some posters we could talk about for a second. We know all the titles. So how many episodes is it? Eight, I believe. They go sanctuary sword. Sword is probably sword um sword base or oni base sword or whatever. It's a, it's a location from Halo Reach. The whole Halo Reach campaign. I think it's sword base oni. Maybe is what it's called. No, that wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. I guess it was a, yeah. whatever. It's a it's a the base is called sword. Oni is the office of naval intelligence. They run the Spark program. Mm. The whole thing. It's a base. Um, that's where they get Cortana in the in the game. But that's not clear. The whole the whole Cortana thing is obviously. A little bit different. Um, then Visgrad, Reach, Valeria, which I don't really know what that's referencing. Onyx, which is a whole thing from the books. It's a different planet. Thermopylae, which is obviously cool. The hot gates. Mm-hmm. Like the Spartans do, you know. And oh, then yeah. Halo was the last episode where presumably John Halo will 
Go to Halo. Finally. So the whole thing, I don't remember if we talked about it as much with the first teaser. I don't know if it was, but the, the whole marketing, the, the slogan for the season, right, is is rise from the fall, mm-hmm. um, as in fall of reach. the fall of reach. So that seems to be what the season's going to culminate in, and we get a lot of that, right? The trailer seems to be like, it's going it's going bad for Reach and the whole yeah, thing. It's, and, that's the crux of the season. That's the crux of it, and that's cool enough, I guess, right? Um, although, it, I mean, if I had any trust in them to do it properly, it's so weird, because again, it's it, this show is so close to being something, right? If you told me that, like, oh, they're going to do a Halo show, and the first season's going to be kind of set up, and then the second season's going to be the fall of Reach, and then they'll get into the actual thing, I'd be like, there, there's almost something to this. Yeah. And then you'd be like, well, also, there's um, oh, a terrible plot. <laughs> but everything about it is... But imagine everything about that was bad. And on the first episode, he takes his helmet off. And he never puts it back on. Oh, He's got a weird face. So, I don't know. There, there's still some interesting stuff in this, I guess. You know, there's... Lots and lots of Spartans without their helmets or even armor on. There's a point um, there's fight they're really being ambushed and they're Which I guess makes sense. Like, oh secret surprise attack on reach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Fine. But I, I, they're all just like in a hallway in like normal clothes. Just doing whatever. Killing some covenant fuckers. Which is cool, I guess. I mean they're like zipping around, they're doing a bit of gun gun foo, which can always be fun. I won't pretend to be above a bit of gun foo, but we love John Wick. Yeah. I, it's just, they really don't have, it's weird, because even though they did a whole season of setup, they don't really have the components properly in place to do a fall of reach. Um, yeah. Where are all the Spartans? I don't know if that's a thing we've ever brought up before when referencing the show, but where are they all? So there should be a ton of them. There should be many left. Um, the one teaser, whatever, spot thing has a bunch of Spartan 3s. That could be interesting, um, you know. Although this thing about the Spartan threes is they should they should all be dead by now, <laughs> timeline wise. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, basically the long and short of it is that Spartan threes, unlike Spartan twos, are not trained um, to the highest degree to be um, basically one man armies. <clears throat> they are trained just long enough, augmented just uh, well enough, and equipped just well enough. Right. Instead of having the best augmentation, the finest, you know, longest training, and the you know top-of-the-line armor, um, just long enough to be sent in groups to do, like, suicide missions mm. um, of of immense importance. Ultimately, I don't even know if it makes sense, if you really think about it on a logical level, more so than just a storytelling, sci-fi kind of thing of, like, well, isn't this fucked up yeah, kind of deal? fucked up everything is. And, and, you know, this is how desperate humanity is, and the guy who runs it's kind of an asshole. Because um, does it really make sense to send people in to, to get a bunch of... <laughs> War orphans and train them up. <laughs> Probably not. No, just like throw them <laughs> to can fodder. Just to be like, if I send fifty of you at this, the, like one of the, the one of the things they destroy is like a fueling depot at one point in the war, and then they train up a new batch of them and send them to go. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, but <clears throat> that's really what they are. They're war orphans. <laughs> they're like, you're mad at the Covenant, right? They killed your parents, didn't they? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, go die, go die, <laughs> go off. It, they're an interesting concept, you know. Uh, to be sure, but um, again, the point is that they train them in waves and then send them off to die, and then they train more in waves. They're they're really not meant to survive like at all. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that's going to play out in in this one. Um, it seems like maybe Kai is going to be training them. Is the the one shot is like she's standing in front of them, so that could be something. I guess I don't know. Yeah. In, in the books that roles taken by a different Spartan so you know she could kind of step into that and, and fill it up but again the point is that like 
that all was happening throughout the war, much much earlier on, kind of thing. Not like well, right now, right the most the desperate, reach. yeah, most I don't know, desperate maybe, point of humanity. Maybe this is going to be it. Is it they're the the guys instead of a bunch of humans or a bunch? I mean, a bunch of Spartan twos. I don't want to say humans. A bunch of Spartan twos. They just have a bunch of Spartan threes to help in the defense, but they're not nearly as good. They also look like they're just like a some kind of, uh, a copy and pasted stock model in <laughs> in yeah, those shots. So I don't know. The thing is, the Spartan threes have the potential to be almost as good. Again, they're just not given the resources. No, <laughs> they're not, not supposed to be as good. They don't need to be as good. So that's not because, like in in Halo Reach, right? Um, Noble Team, they're all tech. Well, not all of them, but most of Noble Team, they're technically Spartan threes. Um, and they, but again, they get the real armor and they get to you know actually do shit. So. There's a couple of Spartan threes who go on to do stuff in all the the books and the ancillary material, but obviously none of that actually counts to this universe because they remember they did their own fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So my the thing I'm really curious about is if if the last episode of the season is called Halo, and again it presumably involves with them if, if they do the fall of Reach, they have to leave Reach and go to the Halo. They go to the Halo, like in like in Halo, just like Halo in the <laughs> the game in Halo. Halo. Like if they're gonna do all that and. You know, it's going to end right before the beginning of Halo Combat Evolved, which is, hey, Chief, wake up. We just jumped away from Reach. Here we are. We've landed at Halo. Are they just going to start doing the games then? Which is a thing I definitely talked about, right, last yeah. season. It's just, once again, it makes me wonder, why Why do any of this? Why not? You? Halo, is to me, is, is so much, like, it's it's definitely a big enough world that you can just tell story. If you wanted to make a TV show, you could do all this. Have so much of it be relatively similar, just with new characters. Yeah. So you're not beholden to this. People won't yell at you for taking Chief's helmet off or whatever. Just do something new. I don't know. It seems but so... they need the iconography. But again, you can just have a Spartan. Surely that's good enough. Does it have to have to be Master Chief? Because the other Spartans, you didn't care about their iconography, right? Yeah. They're yeah. all new guys anyways. So, I don't know. It just seems so weird to me. Because again, it's like, are we just going to do the games then? Are we going to poorly adapt the games? Thing I can just play? With more, like, CWS drama? <laughs> and a random, like, Covenant lady from as you have sex with? Oh, exactly. I just, it's... What are we What are we doing here, you know? Why? Why does this show? Makes absolutely no sense. It really, it just doesn't. With that, we'll leave it there. We'll have plenty to talk about when it comes out soon. Or not. Maybe we'll never talk about it. Uh, so... Well, I'll take that into our final topic, Society of the Snow, uh, which is a Spanish language film from, is it, I believe, from, I don't know what country it is. It's from Spain, I think. It's from Spain itself. Yeah. Um, and it tells the story, the true story of the rugby team from Uruguay. Uruguayan rugby team, the Old Christians, also awful name for a team. Uh, it's seventies, Jack. Come on, give them a break. They're also they were probably formed in like eighteen ninety. So. That's true. They probably were. And it tells about how they were taking. They off. were just the Christians back then. <laughs> the old, they had to be the old Christians because the new ones showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how they have to survive uh, for seventy days in the mountains of the Andes after their plane crashes. Yeah, the, the, the Andes, Andes mountains, Andes mountains at like the peak of and a peak. This is twenty. What the fuck? Well, just the the first like Google result says. Tw- 2022 film. There's no way it's a 2022 film. No, it's 20. Yeah, no, it's still 2020. No, it's 20. Well, it's technically 23. It just came out on Netflix earlier this month. So yeah, yeah. that's how I watched it. It made you know it made the um the uh, film festival. I think it was festival in Cannes. Rounds. It won some selection award. Yeah, it did. 
Yeah, it is. Sorry, it's no Spain. Is it? Yeah, it is Spain. So it's a Spanish production. Um, although it was, it was, the production was in, it took the, oh no, never mind. Why did I, I thought I, oh no, okay. Principal photography took place in Sierra Nevada, in Spain, Montevideo, Uruguay, which is where they're from. That's the real place. Um, Chile and Argentina, including the actual crash site in the Andes. Wow. So yeah, they did, I was going to say, I thought they actually, I read they actually filmed there. Um, and the cast is, um, almost all Argentinian and Uruguayan. So I guess it's a Spanish production, but I mean, it. They got the just did from, it there, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it's you know, survival, truly the harshest survival drama kind of movie here. Yeah. So we we tell us a little show our text, but you you have heard of this story before, right? Yeah. I think we both listened to the do go on episode. Do go on episode where they talked about it. Um, it's a crazy story, man. It really is. It's it almost it almost like it's so crazy. It's hard to believe that it actually happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it's just. Because they, they crash, they do, they, like, survive an almost an impossible crash. They, like, crash in the snow, and they don't die immediately. All of them don't just die from the cold. Ex- well, exactly. That's just it, right? There's, like, several steps along the way where it's, like, how do they make it through this, right? Yeah. Um, And probably the most sensationalized aspect of it all, if we just want to get into it, is that they eventually resort to... Cannibalism. I was reading, apparently, let's see, let's, let's bring up, let's, uh... Give it a Googs. Google's our friend here. I was heard that you're not actually supposed to call it cannibalism because that's if you kill someone to no, eat this them? just says no, th- yeah that's what i that was the distinction i had heard but this just says cannibalism is the act of consuming another individual of the same species as food so i guess it doesn't actually have a different definition definition um maybe it's just more of a uh so, so, connotation a societal connotation on it yeah yeah um because I saw, it seemed like a more uh, pleasant way to, I don't know, almost like a euphemism in this case, is survival anthropophagy, I guess. I don't know how you say that. Anthropophagy? Yeah, like anthro and then pophagy, you know, as in eating mm. humans. So, yeah, but I guess I guess they are technically cannibals. But, um, yeah, that's probably the most sensationalized part of it, aspect of it all. But, oh, yeah, like you said, all of it. The fact that they even survived the crash itself and then don't die of exposure in the in, yeah, immediately even like even if they did survive the crash then they don't they, all die they survived the first, the first night yeah the first night it's because cr- it's unbelievable it, it really doesn't even make sense to me i totally yeah. agree like it is almost unbelievable it got down to like negative 30 like that's a temperature that doesn't even really compute and they're all wearing normal clothes like yeah. like like summery springy type clothes right because it's a thing it was still yeah, they, they make enough that they don't have any winter clothes uh, they're all just shivering together. There's frost all over them because yeah. they're in a metal tube. There's interesting aspects of it that almost didn't, or not, not even almost, that didn't make it to the actual movie, which are crazy to me. One of the most insane ones is Nando, um, who is one of the kind of primary sort of characters of it all. Right? Yeah. He, he gets the lion's share, I think, of the attention um, when the story's usually done, right? So in the... Uh, 93 movie adaptation of the story called Alive, right? That's an American movie starring Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawk? as Nando. Whoa. He obviously gets a lot of... And he was a, he was also a consultant on the film. You know, being one of the guys, spoiler, who, who walks out there and gets the help, has done a lot for his sort of reputation of it all. And I, and I think deservedly so. Um, but what I was saying is, one of the things that doesn't... I, I didn't feel like it was really conveyed in this movie is that after the crash, they... Th- 
thought he was dead. dead. Yeah, and they leave him out in the snow. They left him outside for the first three days, and then he regained consciousness and came back in himself. Be- yeah, I I remember thinking that too because I remember that from Do Go On because they the only reason he lives is because it's so cold his head doesn't swell. Yeah, so he can like recover. His yeah, I don't think heals. they really com- they really convey, yeah, that. convey that well enough that he has a his skull's broken. He talked about he could feel his brain. Ooh. Like he could touch his head and feel the squishy parts. And he's like, oh, that's, I guess that's my brain. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus. But yeah, that's insane. I couldn't, like, and even that, I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. A human, they left a human being outside for three three, days. Like he, he slept out there, like, or whatever. He was, he was in a coma. coma, But I guess it's because the coma, like, did that, that's how comas work? You literally, he was like, he was on cryo out there? Like, what the fuck? I guess it's a thing where, like, if the frost, like, if he gets covered in, like, a thin layer of frost. It's, like, insulating him? Yeah. Because I know that if, like, if plants are covered in frost, they'll That's survive true. cold snaps. That is true. So, like, if he gets covered in, like, a dusting, he could, I mean, he did live. I, well, yeah. I, if they're to be believed, that he, that's how he lived. And, then, and like, the, yeah, the thing is that through, like, just serendipity... They have since said that's probably how he survived. Yeah, that because he, they put him out in the cold like that. So if they if they kept him in and tried to help him, he would have just died right there. Yeah, I guess so. So that's all crazy. Um, but it, so so this movie in particular uh, focuses. I would say the biggest focus of it is um, Numa, mm-hmm. who is He's the narrator. Yeah, he is notable um, for being the the only one to not partake at any point i don't think i think he partakes at one point at some point he starts that's what i thought too i don't know i was reading conflicting things depending on who you ask because in the movie he eats like one he eats some i one thing i read the last holdouts were the the um i'm not gonna be able to remember all their names unfortunately but the guy and his wife yeah they were the last holdouts and then they did but then yeah there it also seems to be kind of a consensus that he he basically starved to death because he wouldn't so i don't know if he yeah he just he did at one point but he was he just wasn't willing to sustain it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously a big part of, again, this whole story and, and this movie here is the, is that decision. It's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing to, to ponder to me. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about it all? Um, how do you feel about the cannibalism of the whole It's thing? upsetting, but it's honestly, I might be a sociopath or something, Jack. <laughs> I feel like I didn't find it as upsetting. Maybe it's because I knew it all. Oh, I I think going what in. I find upsetting about it is like, when I guess the upsetting part is when they're all buried together and they and they do the thing where like they have to watch them they have to do it in front of everyone. That's the upsetting that, part. That yeah, the avalanche is because I knew that was coming too. I didn't I didn't remember the avalanche part. Fucked up. The way and I I feel like even I, even just like hearing the whole story, you get a, a I, you think a pretty good sense of it. But obviously, seeing it all you know played out portrayed on screen here like that, it's yeah the way it all plays out. Yeah, the the how how full the avalanche got. Mm-hmm. just how completely they're buried in there. Like, you didn't really appreciate that until you saw it, that it's like, yeah, it, it, almost all the way up to the ceiling, they barely had enough to breathe. Like, they had to tunnel their way out to get more air. Kind yeah, of like, I guess. Like, yeah, the whole thing's fucking crazy, man. The crash itself in this is pretty insane. Oh, yeah. Like, the slow motion of, like, everyone slamming into each other and everyone's... Yeah, like, the seats all break off and all slam forward. Everyone's bones just shatter. Yeah, a lot of people's... But, like, that's a, a, a lot of the people who died in the first night kind of thing is because of that because they had like compound fractures in their legs and shit it's wild oh yeah one of the things i think the movie kind of omitted is that the pilot was basically at fault like it was completely avoidable seems like it 
it kind of portrays it as like, oh, there was just turbulence and it just lost control kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe it's just because it's not from the perspective of the pilot kind of thing. Like, the, they would have no way of knowing why. But in real life, the consensus is that he just misunderstood where they were and thought he was on the other side, basically. They'd, they'd passed all the way over the Andes and were ready to begin their descent. And he just, so he just started descending while they were still in the mountains and then they sucked him it down. Poor, it was poor visibility and all. So they just didn't see until it was like too late and then they tried to pull up and pull crash. up. But it, yeah, it's too late. Jesus. Yeah. And I got, and also I, at the end with the, with the cannibals and thing, I guess I didn't appreciate like how long they're there and then how much they'd have to eat because they're just, they're just bones. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, the, the sort of graveyard they have there. And I was reading like in real life, what's happened is they, they went up there, they like returned and got all the bones. Yeah. They, well, they didn't get them, but they buried them there or they made like a, you can't really bury them. They made like a, what do you call it? Cairn? Uh, they, like pile up a bunch of rocks. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it. I think it's a cane. Okay. I I don't know. Um, to, to make like a memorial there, like they got a more. And I, yeah, I don't know. There's not. I don't think it's really ever gotten into specific detail on that level of like, well, who did they eat and who didn't they eat, kind of thing. And like, what was that? I know one of the things that there is supposedly is that Nando didn't want them to eat his mom or sister. Um. Which is interesting. I mean, just uh, even on that level, right? Of like, he was a willing participant in it the whole time, but he didn't want his. He don't need his family. It's just interesting to think. I'm not even like necessarily passing a judgment on that one way or the other, but it is just a weird kind of headspace to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's impossible to really know. Obviously, right? I mean, I can't really pass judgment on that one way or the other, but it is weird to be like, yeah, I guess he didn't want to. And then like, there's obviously the the ones who fell at the back of the plane as it. When it first happened, I don't think they ever got them, right? Like, I don't think they... I th- I couldn't tell. it. I wasn't... Because they find them all, and they go Yeah, but back. I don't think they were, like... Dra- they didn't drag them back or anything. I don't know. Yeah. It's... And, like... Be- they knew they would face, like, you know... Obviously, criticism. That's probably a light word for it. But... F- Outrage. Horror. Yeah, and... um, They... Initially, when they were first um rescued, they just said that they... Well, I don't know. It's... Uh, obviously... The people who were there had to know, right? Like the rescuers had to be aware. Because you can see all the bones. Yeah, they, they like try to kick over on the like eh, all these bones. It's One like, of the things that's not um, depicted accurately in this movie is that they had to take two helicopters. Mm-hmm. So the first helicopter that got there wasn't enough to take them all. So some of the rescue crew got out and then stayed with the remainder for a f- an additional one final night, and then they left. So it's like obviously those people would all have to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, they all know the score. Um, but I guess they told everyone else, like, oh, no, it's just brashing. But eventually it kind of got out, and then, like, these rumors p- snowballed and spiraled that they were, like... Had to get out ahead of them. Yeah. That they were, like, killing each other and eating them, which is not... Oh, what happened. Now what happened, and so that's the worst kind of narrative. So they got out ahead of it, but even then there was kind of a thing of, like, oh, well, they only ate, like, I don't know, the easy part. <laughs> like, and... It, Nando in his book says that they did start with like the buttocks and the thighs and stuff. I guess the normal like muscly, skinny parts that you would think are good to eat. I don't know. It is it it is really weird to think. This this whole movie is making me think about like the nature of corpses and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I've largely I feel like intellectually or morally or whatever. I th- I think of myself as having the thing of like when a person's dead, it's not really a person, person anymore. Yeah. But I don't. I've never really you know had to challenge that in any real practice. Hardly, yeah. Right. So it's a fine thing in theory, but yeah. I don't I don't know what that really means. Because mm-hmm. it, it's also like not someone you know. 
that's what I mean. I just, it's never something I've had to actually like deal with head on, but that's, that's what I think. I would like to think I'd be consistent. Is that like, whatever makes you a person isn't, isn't your soul's gone, gone, right? It's a weird thing. Cause like on the one hand, I guess I, if I'm being honest with myself, I guess I do think that like humans are distinct in some way from most other animals, but at the same time, we're also not. I mean, we are just There's animals, creatures, right? Yeah. Beasts of the earth. Beasts of the earth. Yeah. We're just flesh and blood and bone and shit. Like, and not that it makes it okay, but like other animals be eating each other. People don't really pass moral judgments on that. And that's no. kind of the thing. Those animals living, like still. Yeah. Those, well, yeah, which is. Those African know, dogs I, will tear someone living apart. But other animals. Well, that's, yeah, that's the weird thing too, is like we don't think of a fish eating another fish, but then fish, uh, animals will eat their same species too. So animals get their young and weird shit like that. And cats, like, cats and dogs eat babies they don't think will like live. Yeah, it's weird. It's great. It's just a. It, it made me think this whole time. And again, I, I don't even really have anything to like say definitively one or the other, right? I guess, is it any weird? Is it weirder to not eat your mom or weirder to eat your mom? I, how can you even like. You can't. I wrap your head. Yeah. It's just not it. even worth. It's almost not worth thinking about. Yeah. But one of the things he did say in his book is that it, that seemed to be kind of a prevailing thing too for a while. Or like, I don't want to call it a myth, but like a narrative about it was like, oh yeah, they were very respectful and reverent. And it seems like they started that way or. I don't even know if it, uh, calling it disrespectful is fair. Fair, but yeah, the the way it's portrayed in this movie, I think, is closer to the reality. And I saw that um, so the, the survivors and then like their living family or whatever said this is like the, definitely the most sort of accurate and like faithful representation of it. And it's one of those things where obviously it's because of that, it is a little bit more like graphic and, mm-hmm. and horrific at times. But I think it's one of those things where like people appreciate. The, the honesty. The honesty, yeah. Like, there's yeah. no... There, it was a certain... Right at the end, they make a comment where it's like, something they were so skittish about, they just did in the open, and there's a very... It's kind of it's kind of grisly, but... It's oh, it's very grisly, yeah. When, he, when the husband, who's... Because his wife dies, is just picking meat from, like, a rib cage and yeah. just eating it out in the sun. And I was yeah. like, that's exactly. so... Exactly. Like, they started off where it's like, well... We do it because we have only to. Only two... Like, there's, like, two or three specific guys who will do it and then, like, bring it to you and you kind of completely disassociate yourself yeah and yeah it got to the point where they were just there's a colorized photograph because that that thing with the camera is real they had that camera and they were taking pictures mm-hmm. um and the guy's like covering those organs up with his bag it's that exact one that exact one that's a real picture and let's see if i can find it i had it saved here. i the question is i don't know people debate whether this is because it's not clear enough and i don't know if anyone's ever like explicitly said but Here's a photo. So that I guess this would be the bag at his feet there. But if you look off to the the right, like move it. Yeah. He's oh, down the corner yeah, there. People yeah. think that's like a that was, spinal. That's column. a spine. Yeah. I don't know. People debate, and then like a bunch of people are arguing in this whether it is or not or whatever. Um, because again, some people are like, oh no, I think they were more respectful like that. But I think I think that the way this from one everything I was trying to read and gather mm-hmm. um this week after watching this, it seemed like that was the more accurate depiction of it. That by the end they just kind of. We're doing it. Well, because here's the thing. Nano said that they, again, they started with like, oh, we'll just do the kind of more, again, like whatever meaty parts of it. Mm-hmm. But by the end, they were eating like the organ meat. And at, at least on some of them, they actually cracked open the skulls, mm-hmm. eating the brains, which I was like, holy shit. That, that is like a, obviously. It's dangerous. Next fucking level. Yeah. They get prions. Yeah. But they have to be infected prions. And they were in the and they were in the snow for so long. It probably yeah, wouldn't that's get you anywhere. But that is pretty nice. Even a brain is like you can't even divorce yourself from that. I thought, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that's crazy. But again, I mean, 
I wouldn't need a brain anyways, I guess, is the thing. Yeah. I wouldn't need anyone's, anything's brain, I, w- really. I would do that thing where they take a live monkey and they smack it and eat its brain. Is that, is that a thing? That's a thing. They put a is that just in Indiana Jones? I think, I looked at it, they put a monkey on a table. Are you sure? I I'm look, sure that's not just a made-up no, no, thing. I'm not doing a racism. I, Are you sure? I hope. If I will, this won't make, to, make it to air. Incredible. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't eat a, so I guess, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Again, it's just so hard to even ponder this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah. I I thought the same thing. Oh, okay. I thought the same thing. That, like, brains is a next kind of level. Cracking open the skull. I, yeah, I, it's 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 pretty gnarly, for sure. Uh, does it say at all how... It, did, it, did the Nando at all? Or how many of them, like, lost fingers and toes? Or I don't know. If it, I don't know. Because, like... I'm sure that must... Especially yeah. when they're, like... Because I can understand not when they're up on top of the peak. Because they're so high up. Yeah. That the sun, they're closer to the sun there, it warms them. Because they're just laying out in the sun. So I assume it's warm enough when the sun is out. Yeah, I thought when, at first I was like questioning that. I was like, is this really, did they not just spend all their time basically 24-7 huddled inside the thing? But then, yeah, those photographs are real. Like they, they, just they spent outside. time outside chilling. Yeah. So. But then like when Nando's is with the other guys walking through all that snow, it's like, they're not wearing boots. They're walking for, they walked for 10 days. Well, they had like fashion, they had shoes and oh, they yeah. had, um. I was reading they had, like, uh, I think, like, st- stuffing from the seats or something. I don't know. They were, like, they, they fashioned some kind of crude. makeshift kind of shoes. And, like, they had plastic bags that they kind of were wrapping them in just to be waterproof to some extent. I read somewhere. I don't know if this is true. But I, because, again, there's just so many different sources. And I don't know how it all coalesces together. And if, what is, what's not just hearsay or whatever. But that um they were using f- human fat as insulation Ooh. on their shoes. I was like, Jesus. <sighs> yeah. That's fucked. But that's, yeah, that's the crazy part, too, obviously. Is that, I mean, we're just kind of jumping around about the actual movie itself. But that, yeah, the, the 10 day hike they take to get out there. Basically, I, I uh, read a thing that, like, when they, they came back, the helicopter pods were like, well, that's not even possible. How'd you do that? <laughs> like, that's, that's impossible to track on, to, like, pass on foot. And it's just like, well, that's what, that's what we did. That's what they did. Because, yeah, I mean, they, it's one of the things where, like, it was impossible. It was only possible because they had no other choice. Right. Like, they, yeah, that's that's the nice thing about it all. Again, the sensationalized aspects of it, I feel like, is what people think of. But obviously, the, the I think the reason it's such an enduring, like, tale, tale is because it's about the, you know, indomitable will of the human, human spirit. Human spirit, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the cold, unfeeling mountain. Yeah, exactly. And they survive for a long-ass time. That's the, yeah, that's always the... the I feel like biggest part of the story to me is it's 71 days they spend out in the world. I'm like, what do you even do? Because they spend four days <clears throat> in the, um, buried, buried in yeah. the plane. So what is that? I guess I just think like, what is it even like? Like just sitting there for, just I don't know, what, for days. And I saw, I you know, like I said, I was reading stuff and getting people's different comments and things about it. And I saw people commenting on those photos being like, oh, it's weird how happy they are. Why are they smiling in these photos? One, I think they're smiling for the camera. Yeah. Two, I I think it's fascinating the when the movie portrays it a lot, right? Is that they have moments of levity where they're just like talking. Because why wouldn't they? Like, yeah. Yes. On the one hand, it's it's impossible to even conceive of like such a crazy, horrible situation. At the same time, I don't think anyone is like, are you going to actually just be miserable and wallowing in despair for two months straight? Mm. I just don't. No, yeah. I don't think so. Eventually, you I mean, if something. that was the case, they would die for sure, right? Like, they would have just started killing themselves. Or, yeah, just completely given up. But no, that's not... If there's one thing it seems like humans are best at, it's 
it's like adapting, right? Hmm. Surviving in the worst. Like, yeah, I mean, it's horrific, obviously, the things they had to go through. But at the same time, the, yeah, I think it makes sense that on a certain level, they would just be like, it'd still take the, I don't know. I don't want to say take the bad with the good because it wasn't much good, but I don't know. They, they found something. They found anything to hold on to to yeah, keep them going. Yeah, in those going. moments of like humanity. I know part of the story is that when they got to the tail section, um, they found comic books in there. They read, no. they'd like, they found some food in the in tail section they obviously hadn't before that they were able to eat. And then they also found uh, comic books and they like stayed up late reading comics that night. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? A, that's just a, like a. Typical just a fun, like it's, just a, it's such a humanizing aspect of it all, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously such a dehumanizing ordeal. I think it makes perfect sense that they would find those things where they could. Yeah, there's the, I I really do like that scene right before the avalanche hits them where they're all just kind of like doing the rhyme thing together. Yeah. And then the avalanche hits and it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Again, if they didn't, if, if they weren't able to do that, then they, yeah, they would have all just died, obviously. Yeah. Like, they again, if you if people expect them to just sit around and like be wallowing in self pity, like yeah, nothing would have got done, and they they wouldn't have had the will to keep going. But they obviously all found it somewhere. Yeah, I thought. Well, speaking of the actual movie itself, like yeah, the yeah. filmmaking yeah. of it, I thought um, it really plays the the two sides of the situation very well because when they're out on the mountain, it's they're very it, the shot is very wide. Like, yeah, it's almost it's almost better the bigger the TV you watch it on. Because, like, they're so small and there's such a wide berth of just nothing but snow and mountain to show, like, there's nothing out here. It's just the mountain. And then the juxtaposed when they're, like, especially when they're trapped in the avalanche, of just how close the camera is when they're in the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, they it can't, like, get out of the way of anyone else. So it plays with that, like, hopelessness of the scale and the anxiety of, like, well, we're all stuck in this fucking half a plane. Yeah. This tiny ass dingy hopper over the mountain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, they, I, started to say at least they this movie focuses more on numa at least for the beginning obviously Mm -hmm. until he passes but i think that's interesting to to focus on a guy who dies didn't yeah he he was the last one to die before they made it out and he yeah basically again i it's i think you're right like there's definitely a scene where it seems to suggest that he has some but then he basically is just kind of um has an aversion to doing it and then that's kind of why he dies, ultimately. Well, he cuts his leg, too. He does cut his leg. That's, I don't know. I was reading stuff. Th- that didn't happen like that. In the, again, also in real life, that was also just Nanto who smashed the window out to mm-hmm. get them free from the avalanche. So I-, I see why they want to do it, right, to play up the other guy's roles. But also, it is kind of crazy that, like, it's the true story of what happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If he was the more heroic one, it seems weird to be like, well. Numa did it. We need to spread the heroism, or we can't make the one guy seem so good. But it's like, but he was so good, I guess. He was the it, one. Just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. But So, yeah, they had him do that and then cut his leg. Um, I think I, I think it read his leg was infected, but they see definitely a contributing factor was that he starved. He weighed like 55 pounds Jeez. when he was dead. Which, so it's like, yeah, he, he was not eating enough. Mm-hmm. That scene where he like his, his belt is getting smaller and smaller. They're all pissing black. I don't even know what that's about. No, probably because of the insane. I feel conditions. I've heard of that before. Oh, the one scene that's really fucky is the. I think it's one of them. It, yeah, it's definitely one of the ones who dies. But um, someone's like trying to feed him, and his teeth are like yeah, his teeth are loose. Yeah, that's like a. I think that's scurvy, mm-hmm. yeah. which they all had pretty much. They all had, like scurvy and vitamin D deficiency and bed sores. Yeah, yeah. there's craziness, man. But I mean the. So what did you what you watched it um sub Dyson? Yeah, yeah, me too. I switched the dubs on a few times just to see what it was like, and it didn't seem terrible. But um, I don't know; I didn't see really any reason to not. 
Yeah. That's tough. It's 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 weird to me. I do feel like I, I you're definitely losing some of the performance. At least for me, I can't. I I won't pretend that I like I get the same thing as I do out of English speaking speaking. But you know, I think there's something about seeing it in the original form as well. Yeah, I think it. I think it's just less. It's more natural if it's just there. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it's just them talking, like yeah, exactly. Is their mouth flaps match up? And but that's true for sure. Yeah. Although it's like that. There's a meme where people. This is almost like. Regards to anime, you're, you're an anime guy, right? It was like <laughs> the subs aren't better. You just <laughs> don't notice how cringy the dialogue is. When it's not when you're not actually hearing it. Yeah, oh, for sure. A lot of the times, because you listen, and you're like, "This sounds awful." And you're like, "No, some Japanese guy's saying something to me. I don't know what he's saying." <laughs> if you read it, it's all fucking exactly. nonsense. Like it's basically, it's literally like working in its favor that you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't get the nuance of you're just reading a word, so you can't like get the cadence and like all mm-hmm. that you're like oh it's oh it's just not english it's not i guess but that's yeah. just how they talk so yeah i feel like you know it's because a lot of times it's i yeah i feel that way about watching movies like this right is that i'm mostly just reading it mm-hmm. it's at a, at a certain point what they're saying or not saying is almost inconsequential like i feel like i almost got to a point where i was more or less just tuning it out like i mean you hear it but it's 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 just noise almost mm-hmm. i don't know because like i would even have trouble times distinguishing who is speaking right like i feel like i never got to a point where i really nailed down Could association tell voice. yeah i don't know maybe that's just me but i do watch it all subbed thought that was the appropriate thing yeah. to do um they do all seem pretty good i mean i love the like the, the writing is great though like a lot of their monologues and stuff they obviously you know they take the time to like have these kind of moral Dilemma. philosophical discussions yeah. during the course of the movie which i think is really interesting mm-hmm. um and, and some of the different monologues the characters give I yeah i like nando's talk with the husband yeah she's like yeah i, I couldn't get out of the snow because if i if i if i tried to escape i would push my wife further down but then we both would die that she did die but it was all just all the stuff she's like what's the meaning in that nando and he's just like <laughs> fuck man i don't know i'm about to die soon anyway i like the one guy i think it's our is it Raphael? maybe uh or maybe arturo I think maybe it's arturo he talks about god yeah he's like i see god in the Nando's legs or whatever, and this is my heaven. This, yeah, this is. And I thought that was good. He dies pretty horribly. Yeah, he died of an uh, gangrene. I think in real life was the official thing. Yeah, because he's got all those. Because he he broke his legs or something. Yeah, I think he broke his legs. So he's just sitting up too. on the. He's sitting there all day. So yeah. he gets a bunch of bed sores and stuff. So he can't really move. Well, I think he got gangrene from the legs. But oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that's, that's like how a you horse. get gangrene, right? I think like a horse does, right? <laughs> Like a horse? I don't know. I think that's why you gotta kill them because their legs don't heal. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. they get something. It just gets gangrenous. And ki- so they didn't, they couldn't, he, his legs weren't gonna heal right, but they couldn't, uh, they obviously didn't do surgery on him, so. Yeah. Um, or even Numa's at the end. I, that, that's a sad one, man. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I wanna, wanna go, I wanna see my family again. I wanna do all this. I, I, the one where he's like, I wanna dance. And he's like, You never dance. And he's like, Yeah, but I, I wanna now and I can't. It's like, Jeez, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, he gives him permission to eat his body before he dies. Yeah, I think they all do. That I like that so part. Say, yeah, because just so everyone, just so they can, just to help any kind of conscious. They're like, well, these people couldn't consent to us eating them. But it's like, well, we'll just say it now. Yeah, get it all out of the way. Mm-hmm. She says, "There's um another thing I noticed they did omit, which I, maybe it's because the historiosity of it's a bit uh, dubious. Dubious, but there was supposedly when they um did uh when they heard on the radio that the the search was off." Right, mm. and this they all like run out into the snow and are just going crazy. Um, 
one of the versions I heard was that like that's now and it's what they say in the and do go on mm. report is that um, only a couple of them were outside and then like one of them like poked his head out and like realizing and he like came out and then seeing their faces realized what had been said and then he poked his head back in and was like all right guys good news they're not coming and they're like everyone's like oh what the fuck how's that good news and they're all the ones who are still inside the plane and he's like because the good news is we're getting out ourselves <laughs> and the way they say it in the in the story was that like his courage like stemmed the whole tide of it like stopped them from you know well, all descending into, into despair. despair yeah but that that didn't happen <laughs> in the movie they all just do that fall into despair <laughs> for a minute but i guess they work it out there yeah. okay that is pretty cool, though. That's, that seems, it almost feels like it line, should be right? reversed. That sounds like a thing you'd write in a movie. Well, exactly. I, it, sometimes they do stuff like that in movies, right? Yeah. Like, well, it sounds a bit too... I feel like maybe that's why they did the Nando thing. If that really is if that really is what happened, they're like, we can't we can't actually just have them have him outside and then him raise from the dead. Like, all right, guys, I'm back. <laughs> right? Like, it just yeah. doesn't... He kind of crawls back in, like, covered right. in blood. He can't... He can't bust himself out of the snow and be like, all right, guys, I'm like back. Like fucking the Terminator. Well, exactly. Just, maybe I that, will save us. Maybe that would be, strictly speaking, too much. It'll break your immersion. He goes, yeah. we'll save ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it wasn't him. It was one of the ones. Well, not Nana, whatever the other one is. Did he live? Did the one who said that live? No, he didn't. He oh, died in the tough. avalanche. Yeah. Nah, it should have been a skill issue. <laughs> Jeez. That's <laughs> oh, horrible. I, I was really sad when the captain died because he was doing a good job holding everyone together. Yeah, he was th- he was trying to stop uh, Captain. Yeah, like, they got him. The mountain got him, Jack. Unclaimed him well. Yeah, that avalanche is pretty awful. Yeah, because I I always feel like because they hit the side of the plane and then the I'm like man I, it, I can't tell if you're supposed to think that they caused the avalanche by hitting the plane and making the snow shake. Maybe or it's just like it just. I think that's I think you're supposed to think of it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's the. No, I don't think that's. It just makes you think it's like oh. The report apparently the Andes has like tens of thousands of. Avalanche. Avalanches every year. I imagine there's a big mountain. They're high. Yeah, they're they, they are pretty dang huge. Got Machu Picchu hiding up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the, again the the trek out is the is also pretty remarkable. They they just get lucky again. That's that's abridged all the the kind of rescue portion of it all is a bit abridged. In um, real life, they got to that guy, that horse, the guy on the horse. Mm. Um, and then he's like, "All right, well, I'll be back tomorrow." And then he leaves because he can't. They can't get across that river. Yeah, and the nearest town is ten hours away. Oh, jeez! Like they're still in the wilderness for all intents and purposes. They just—they're just not in the snow anymore, right? Uh, I, I think they see cows and stuff, so they're like, so it's somebody's land, right? But it's—I mean, even such then, a massive plot, right? It could it, be. It's just so they just kind of get lucky, and then that guy does. Yeah, he has to ride to town for ten hours, and then is able to come back and help him out. They don't like. I—I I think that scene where they're like hanging out in that hut. Just, Gorgian is, is a bit probably fabricated. Well, apparently in real life they, he was able to like throw them bread and cheese and then they ate that but that was... Yeah, I can't believe they could eat too much. Their stomachs would probably fucking explode. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. How likely that is. They'd probably throw up or something. Like they reject all like, like cheese and like that food they hadn't eaten that kind of food. They were just eating raw meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty full on, man. Yeah. It really is like a crazy story though. I mean, it's... Yeah, the hike out is probably the... I mean, the even the worst part of it. I mean, it's it's one thing for them to all kind of slowly die there, right? Mm-hmm. Starvation or whatever. But obviously, yeah, getting up there and doing that. Because they didn't even, they weren't even going that slow. Right. They did like. They were trekking hard. They did like 60 Ks in 10 days or something. I mean, 6 Ks on flat ground 
in a day is not great, but jeez, no. in a mountain like that with no proper gear. Also, you got to remember, like they're in higher elevation. They're in higher elevations. Um, if anything, they, they they're portrayed as even too good because, like, apparently in his book, Nando says things that like there's points where like you would stop and like have to breathe and then like take a step and then breathe and then like you can't yeah. just like trudge a normal cadence of walking even. And like a big part of it is that they're. Uh, which is crazy to think about, right? Wait, I mean, it's not that crazy. Like, geograph- geographically, right? Mm-hmm. They're from Uruguay. They lived on the sea, right? They'd never seen snow, a lot of them, in their in their entire lives, right? Yeah. And they were going to Chile, also a place pretty warm. I mean, this is South America. These places are all warm, but it's just the Andes are just in the in the midst of it all. Mm-hmm. This mountainous tundra. Tundra. <laughs> but uh, the one guy um, who did live, I, I was trying to think, he said that, like, he was 18. He was one of the younger ones, I think, even. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, I still had a nanny who helped me pack for this trip when I when I left. He's like, I'd never done anything hard. I'd never been hungry. I'd never been cold. I'd never seen snow. Jesus. Never done anything of value. And this and went through this. Then the like, yeah. worst thing you could possibly ever go through, maybe. And like, I was thinking, you know, it's obviously be pretty bad for any, not pretty bad. It'd be horrible for anyone to go to. But I, that extra level of it is like, of never seen snow never been in cold like this ever have no experience with like, something so fo- just so alien yeah exactly like we would at least have ideas of things to be doing mm-hmm. to a certain extent i don't know rules don't know. to something just to mitigate even yeah, if we just, couldn't comprehend like i mean obviously we don't live in the antarctic but we've seen snow we've lived exactly, we've, we've yeah. been outside when it's been really cold yeah there's at least some base level something there of understanding yeah to literally yeah know nothing about it that's that's an extra extra layer to it all for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, the, I thought the movie was great. So did I. I, I again, I really appreciate that it didn't pull the punches. That, oh, like yeah. the crash was graphic and the. So I mean, it's yeah, it's un, it's unsettling for sure. But like the bones and all that at the end, I thought that that really was crazy for sure. Oh yeah. yeah it's just all, and then their final rescue, like them seeing how like dilapidated they are, how they can't like stand, how yeah. all the the we've seen that really. It was like when they go to shower, I don't think it's Nando, and just all that dirt yeah. comes off his body. It's like, yeah, you would just it would just cake on you yeah. for two months doing nothing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, the crazy thing is how, um, so, I mean, it's what? Over 50 years now. Yeah. 50 years as of like two years ago. So, I mean, they were all still pretty young, but they're all in their 70s now, but a lot of them are still alive. Yeah. I guess some of them would still be in their 60s, maybe. Yeah, but... Um, I was reading, of the 16 who survived, I think, like, 11 of them are still around. Wow. They all, like, are in contact. You would. Yeah. Th- yeah. That, that kind of, I mean, that's why. So, that's what Society of the Snow comes from. That's, that's what they call themselves. They're the Society of the Snow. I, yeah. That type of thing would obviously, that would that would forge a bond. Talk about trauma people. Oh, yeah. I like, caramba. Yeah. I think, like, Roberto and Nando are still actual, like, friends and stuff. And I have saw one of the things they say is that they still try to get together every year on the day of the... The rescue, twenty twenty two December. It's uh, I th- yeah, but I thought it was really good. For yeah, sure. Something. Again, the I thought the movie did a really good job. It didn't pull any punches. Apparently, like, um, it seems like overall review wise, it's much much more favorable than the American. Yeah, than the ninety three one. Um, I kind of complain about that one. I saw is that like it didn't do enough of the like kind of maybe the hierarchy, but the, the societal thing going on or like the. You know the group dynamic of it all. Yeah, 
as much, which is certainly does. And again, I think I I appreciate this one did not pull any punches when it came to the cannibalism, cannibalism at all. Whereas apparently the that one's a bit more like he's not just an eater guy about it. I, I they do they do, but I think it's a little bit more like obscured, obscured within the context. Again, it's hard to get any more um, explicit, right? Than picking the rib cage clean, right? You know, yeah. You said that seems like yeah. I mean, there's nothing for most of it. It is like oh, here's like weird hunks of. Flash. I mean, I guess there's, I, I guess there's even then, it's that's a level of ex- abstraction, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they go from weird, like yeah, just hunks, right, to then like picked clean bones. There's no like in between where there's, it, it never gets super graphic of like here's us, here's half a body, yeah, like cutting into a person in the same kind of way, which I think is, yeah. fun. I don't think it, that'd be a little too far for that for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they're horrible. Somehow when it. it gets to be bones, it's abstract again, right? You're like, what's well that's just I, a bone yeah. of a thing. That's a bone it's it's just a leg bone, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it, it would it's they wouldn't show like, oh yeah, we've only eaten half of this person. Here's the top half of a human and then it's just bones. Yeah. There's nothing like from The Walking Dead where they've amputated a man's leg and are turning the whole leg over a spit. <laughs> like, oh, there's yeah. none of that. Yeah. You know? Uh they were you know, they keep it classy enough, I guess. Yeah artistic enough mm-hmm. and yeah again all the performances seem to be pretty stellar like said the writing yeah and yeah every step along the way the the crash and the avalanche are both like horrific <laughs> in a way that i think is is pretty suitable i suppose yeah, very frantic and anxiety inducing i saw i was reading the the roger ebert review for um for for the 93 one mm-hmm. again a movie i've not seen but <laughs> for reference and he said that like he, he he didn't like it very much, and part of the thing he said was like, maybe this is the type of thing you just can't make a movie about. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, the the enormity of the whole experience just can't be done, uh, which I thought was interesting because I feel like it seems like if anything, this one does more of it. But I don't know if he would like it more or less in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would he be like, well, this is this is exactly what I meant. Like, this is too much. Or, yeah. Or what? Like, but, even going up into the line is like. Even going just so far to be like, oh, we're, we can, we know they're cutting up people. We see them like tear apart like an organ, but we don't see exactly. It's like, I don't know. That'd be, I mean, certainly those with weaker stomachs could not handle it. Yeah. I think. Bulldozing your house right now? I think it's just a plow. Uh, well, yeah, you got much else to say? No, I think we've covered most of, most of it. I, I thought it was a good time, and uh, I'd certainly say. <laughs> a good time. Well, I would say. And in an enjoyable it's very film, compelling, compelling sure. film, harrowing as you yeah, described, yeah, very much so. Uh, I'd say if you you've inclined, uh, well, don't eat it with your food. I would say it might if you're que- if you're queasy around that, that wouldn't I wouldn't eat. Well, yeah, I ate this. my dinner with Percy Jackson last night before I good move dug into this. Yeah, I'd I'd well foregone eating at that point. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, give it a watch on Netflix if you got it. Like I said, I you know knowing the story, I feel like to some extent help, but also it's like. Even even hearing a podcast where they explicitly tell you in words what all happened, there's still such a level of extraction of that that definitely you don't get. Like I don't know, I you just you just happen, you just see, okay, and then the plane crash happened, and then some of them were dead and some of them are alive, and you just go, okay, okay. But obviously, the reality of a bunch of people screaming and crying and, and shattered legs and people dying in the there snow and, and dragging the snow, them out, yeah. and then an avalanche, which isn't just. And then the avalanche occurred, and some of them died, and some of them lived. It's yeah, the ones who died were smothered. The ones who lived had to like frantically dig each other out. Like yeah, oh, oh shit, that's pretty horrible. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's not for the faint of heart. Faint of heart, I suppose. But not at all. 
but important to watch. It's definitely well done. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If if you think it's the type of movie that would interest you, it certainly would. It's it's a, it's a very well done version of all that. Mm-hmm. If, if, if yeah, it's the type of thing you think you'd, you know, like, like you're 127 hours or some shit. If you're like, man, I don't like the idea of a, of a poor guy stuck in a rock that has to cut his arm off, then like, yeah, it's not for you, but it's a good movie anyone for else? what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so with that, two, two thumbs up, I guess? Two thumbs up for this from horrible, us. horrible time. Four stars on Letterboxd for me. They got a good, good, good on them all, you know? They did yeah. it. They're Chad, too. It's, 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 it's undeniable what I, like, it's still very impressive. And, like, anyone who's, you know, in in the in the interim who's, who's since passed judgment, it's like, I don't know if the cannibalism is, like, the only notable thing of it, you know? Yeah. They did a couple more. I mean, surviving that long on its own. I saw someone try to be like, oh, I don't know. He was. It seemed like they were trying to make seemingly an uninformed uh, argument about, like, something about how, like, you can't eat, like, he... It, it must have been like a nutritional kind of argument, like mm-hmm. oh, you know, there's no, there's no benefit to eating cannibal ever because you just you're gonna starve to death anyways. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works. You get the protein. They need the protein. He was like, oh, they would have all been dead if they weren't rescued anyways. Yeah, no, no shit. I mean, they they would have ran out of people to eat. He said he was like, oh, they would have died before they ran out of corpses to eat. And I was like, from what? Is this like a rabbit starvation argument you're making? What do you it mean? It seems like it. Like. It, like it seemed like his argument was almost like, oh, if they would, ju- they were just prolonging the their lifespan. It's like, yeah, that's what that turns out. That's exactly what they needed. They needed to prolong it long enough to get out. Escape. Yeah. It was the it was winter still, and they waited. They they made it long enough that they got to to spring and summer, and they could get out. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. No one's saying they would survive indefinitely. There wasn't an infinite supply of anything up there. But what do you? Yeah, and they didn't think they were going to survive definitely either. Like, well, I guess we'll live here forever, away from civilization. Right. We were talking about Kuru or whatever. You heard of this? No. This is like some specific thing that it is like a cannibal. Is, it might be a prion thing too. But he seemed to think that it just happens if you, if whenever a person eats a person. Right. Like, um, Wendigos or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, it's what happens to you if it possesses you your that. soul. Yeah. Like, no, it still needs to, you know, to exist. And the, it has to, the disease has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Know, whatever. What are you going to do? I say more power to him. They do what they had to do. Eat more people. They should have eaten more. Well, honestly, I feel like I feel like maybe that Numa guy should have ate. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe, or maybe they wouldn't have survived as long if he had. They're easy beating another person's worth of food. Yeah. That's the real. I mean, that's the, and that's the, the real question. That Bible all. verse that he scribbles out there, right? Mm. Uh, apparently, that's a real thing from real life. Is that that's, that's a thing they talked about. And uh, they compared it to the, I know they, they likened it to the Eucharist yeah. at one point. To, to kind of like help it along and be like, yeah, no, it, it works, guys. I don't think that really, there was no mention of that in here, was there? Not the Eucharist, though. I was kind of expecting that because that seemed like a big part of it. Because that's apparently what convinced some of them to take part. Take part. But yeah, again, super solid, super harrowing. Definitely a compelling watch, but it's it's, it's not yeah, a, a bit tough watch. one at times. Yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. tough one, so you got to know what you're getting into. This and Saltburn, I wouldn't put this on with the family. No, no. <laughs> well, well, with that, probably wrap it up right about here for the day. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can always find us wherever you get your podcasts each week. You can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, it's Akatech J A Z, or on Gmail at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast, all lowercase. Uh, as always, our logo is done by a friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at Ink Ocean at JPJ on Instagram or on Redbubble. And our 
intro was done by a friend of the show, Joey B. You can find him at Joey B Music or just Joey B on Instagram. Changed it too much. Uh, you can find the links to his projects and where he's performing next and all that good stuff. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we both of the sets. Hey, good night to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.